What if I told you that God could be seen in the most ordinary things every day? That if we just took a break from the busyness of our lives to just stop and look around, to consider the things that we encounter all the time and overlook, the lessons that we would learn from our children and in our homes, our families, what if I told you that everyday ordinary events could teach us extraordinary eternal truths? Would you believe me? Hey everybody and welcome back to the Set Your Mind Above podcast. I'm your host BJ Sipe. I'm a Christian, a preacher, a husband, and a father. In this podcast, we take everyday, ordinary events and explore how they can teach us extraordinary eternal truths. I'm so glad that you joined me for this episode. Now let's open up our minds, our hearts, and our Bibles together. I worked from home this morning to allow enough time for the roads to clear after we got some snow and freezing rain overnight. Working from home is always somewhat of a challenge with the kids because generally they want my undivided attention, but it worked out this time because they were too busy playing with Gigi and Papa. At one point, though, I had told the kids that they had watched enough of one of their kids' shows and went to change it over to music to just play in the background on the TV. As I did, something caught my attention to the right side of my home screen an advertisement to view the Winter Olympics on the Peacock streaming platform. I had completely forgotten that the 2022 Winter Olympics held in Beijing were starting. In fact, today was opening ceremonies. I went ahead and threw it on in the background as one by one, nations marched in with their athletes wearing their colors proudly and holding their banners high. The Olympics, be it summer or winter, are such a unique worldwide event. This year, there are 90 different nations that are all competing against each other in the games. And this is what is amazing to me. Nations that would normally have nothing to do with each other are willing to put all of their differences aside for a common purpose. Of course, some nations choose not to participate because they are not willing to do so, as a result of what some have deemed political interference. But for those who have come together, there are still drastic differences. The worldview and political climate in America is drastically different from that of China, Japan, Mexico, or the Ukraine. And yet, that is not the purpose with which these nations have come together. The best of the best are all sent to compete to bring home the gold and to bring honor to their country. And yet, when you watch these athletes, it's as though all of their differences are forgotten in this moment. They cheer one another on, support each other, eat together, and ultimately show a spirit of unity that is almost unbelievable amongst such a diverse group of people from drastically different places. Thomas Bach, who is the president of the International Olympic Committee, said before the ceremony, The mission of these Olympic Games, like any Olympic Games, is bringing the world together in peaceful competition, uniting humankind in all of our diversity, always building bridges, never ever erecting walls. These are certainly lofty ideals and goals. 
And yet here's the sad part of all of it. For all the unity that you see in the games, at some point, the games are over, and no one is playing anymore. Nations that cheered each other on and put on the appearance of unity go back to fighting one another once again once everything is said and done. Now don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm sure that much of the individual sportsmanship is absolutely genuine that we see between athletes. It's just a shame that the unity that we see is short-lived, superficial, and in many cases, only for appearances and the cameras. As I was thinking about this later and was watching the games begin, I realized that we really shouldn't be surprised about this. You expect to see this kind of superficial unity between entire nations because it looks good. But you expect more out of the church. In Jesus' high priestly prayer recorded for us in John chapter 17, I want you to see what was on the Lord's heart and what he was praying for. Speaking of his disciples, he prayed, Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. I sanctify myself for them, so that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their word. May they all be one, as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe you have sent me, I have given them the glory that you have given me so that they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me so that they may be completely made one, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. John 17, 17 through 23 even at his dying hour. What the Lord was thinking about was the way in which his future disciples would be towards one another. And what he wanted more than anything was unity, for us to be one just as he and the Father are one. Jesus died to make this unity possible. It came on account of his blood. Galatians 3, 26-29 reads, For through faith you are all sons of God in Christ Jesus. For those of you who were baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. There is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, since you all are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. This is the design for his church, that individuals who would normally have nothing to do with one another, who perhaps even had been enemies prior and come from such vast and different backgrounds, would be joined together by one Lord, one faith, and one love. But let me ask you this question. Is the Lord's prayer for His church the reality 
that we see in his body. Again, please do not hear what I am not saying. There are many, many wonderful churches that strive for this kind of unity that Christ outlines for us, and I am thankful to be a part of one. But sadly, I have also witnessed the opposite in many places. Like the Corinthians, I am certain that all of you have experienced or seen divisions among those who called themselves Christians. The kinds of things that I have seen divide the Lord's church are some of the most saddening and sickening things that I have ever seen. I've seen Christians fight over money, fight over politics, fight over sports, fight over Bible class material. And you know we've all seen Christians fight over all things pertaining to COVID. Instead of being bonded together in love and bearing with one another, we bite and devour one another. But look at what Jesus prayed. Our unity is to serve as a testimony and witness to the love of both the Father and the Son. But when the world looks in and sees us fighting and dividing, it destroys our ability to testify to the truth of Jesus and all credibility we once had is lost. Any unity that others perceived us to have in the past is now abandoned, viewed as fake and merely for show. And just think about that for a moment. Why would anyone want to join a church family that hated and slandered one another? A church that couldn't figure out how to love each other through the simple things, much less the hard things. A church that preached humility and forgiveness, but practiced hardness of hearts and kept score of wrongdoing. My friends, Jesus did not die on the cross and unite us by his blood just for us to spit in his face by the way that we treat one another. We can do better, and we must do better to maintain and attain the unity that Jesus died to bring us. Let's close with the beautiful words of Psalm 33, verse 1. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode, and I would invite you all back Tuesdays through Fridays for a brand new episode each day. If you haven't already, be sure to find us on Facebook for occasional announcements and special video sessions. If you have benefited from this podcast, please, if you're able to, be sure to share it with someone else that you think could benefit from it as well. Until next time, know that I love you, that God loves you, and may we all, each and every day, set our minds above.